Hello and welcome back to the Attacking 2 podcast coming to you on a Monday afternoon from Foggy Vienna on a bad hair day. Uh, we are joined by, of course, Lawrence from um, 100% Chelsea. Hopefully Max is joining us and of course I'm joined by Jimmy who is my co-host at the Attacking 2 podcast. We are excited to talk about Chelsea. Maybe we are going to talk about the Newcastle game later on, but it's first first and foremost, it's striking options, it's midfield options. It looks likely that Leandro Paredes is joining us in the, that transfer window. Um, well, and with that being said, we are just jumping straight into it. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Coming to you first, um, Lawrence, what do we know so far from the Leandro Paredes situation? Uh, is he likely to join? What did Chelsea put in for an offer? Um, what does it look like at the moment? Well, as far as I'm aware, first of all, thank you for having me. And um, about Paredes as well, obviously he plays for St. Petersburg. I'm not sure if you've covered him before. But yeah, obviously he plays for St. Petersburg, Argentinian centre midfielder. Uh, well, reportedly we've made a something around uh, 26 million pound offer, something like that, 26 point something. And um, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, apparently looking likely that he will join us. Obviously, Cesc Fabregas has already left for Monaco, so we certainly do need a replacement. Had, you know, if Fabregas was still here, you know, there would be more of a you know question whether these rumours are actually true. Um, but, you know, with that being the case, it does look, you know, at least somewhat likely, although um, St. Petersburg, I just seen the tweet a few minutes ago, um, tweeted that kind of Paredes has joined up with them again today for some sort of medical thing. Obviously, there was reports of him flying somewhere. And then, you know, some people kind of made out stories. Oh, there's no planes from Argentina to Moscow today so or to St. Petersburg. So he has to go to London um, because people have apparently never heard of stop-offs. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so, so that is obviously the talk. How much, you know, to read into it is difficult to say, but, you know, it is apparently, well, it is said that we've apparently made that offer. I think it's quite serious. He looks like a pretty decent player. And, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. We simply need a replacement, 26 million, whatever it is, even if it goes up to 30 million, is not that deep these days. Like, that's, what, 10 million compared to five years ago? Like, it's mm -hmm. really not that much. And, um, you know, we need someone in that position. He's 24 years old. I'm sure he can improve as well. So, you know, it certainly wouldn't be something that I'm against. And also, it's actually a position where we, in my opinion, don't have a young player that could fill that role in the future. It's not like when we, you know, signed Bakayoko when we had Chalabar to play there. It's not like when, obviously, with Pulisic and we had Kalamats Nodoy or when we signed Barkley and we had Loftus-Cheek or, you know, we don't really have someone there. People speak about Ampadu a little bit to play there, but to me, that's not him. Maybe the Kante role in midfield, but not the Regista role. I don't see Ampadu doing that. Um, so... You know, that's why I absolutely, have absolutely no complaints about signing someone. And if it is Pareda as well, I'm, I'm all right with that. Mm. Well, I'm not only all right, I'm, I'm excited. But how excited we can get is uh, a question I'm asking Jimmy because he wrote a brilliant piece on um, Leandro Parades. Uh, you should definitely check that out. Uh, follow him on Twitter and you will find out where to go to to read that. Um, but Jimmy, as you had... Um, a huge amount of of um, like watching games, um, having research on him. Uh, what can we get excited about when we are talking about Leandro Paredes as a player? First of all, thanks for mentioning the article, um, and welcome to Max, who we can see his computer now. Now, now we see him. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of things we can look forward to when we would or will sign Paredes. Uh, I mean, he has a 
many features that we don't have currently in our team. One being this combativeness. So this this pure aggression, these crunching tackles, this, well, I don't want to swear too much, but this cunt um, personality, you know, like Diego Costa once had. And that is something I think we could really need because we have lacked fight in our team since he left. So that that would be one thing. Um, the other, what I absolutely adore about Paredes is his low-driven passes. So if you watch him uh, frequently, then you can see that he has this special technique of um, passing the ball. And he more or less adjusts his body to make the, the opponent who's pressing onto him think that he's going to pass it completely somewhere different. And then, bam, it just cuts through defense and midfield. They're attacking uh, players that are pressing and the midfield. And their attackers then just are clear on goal. It's, it's fantastic. And I think that due to him also being able to score some crackers uh, and being better defensively, he would be a very good alternative to Jorginho, who hasn't been as good as he was in the first few months. I'm not saying he's been really bad, like people have been calling for him to be dropped. That's ridiculous. We need a register, and I don't think we have to elaborate on why that's the case anymore, because all these yadas saying we want Kante there, that, I, that's just, I, I can't understand that. We need someone, and Paredes would be a great option, uh, he, as he is that mixture of Jorginho, um, Fabregas, and you know, something like this hard-working SDN, one could even say. Uh, his lack of pace is the only real um, downside to him, I'd say. But yeah, that, that just a quick brief overview of Leandro Paredes. Mm, well, that obviously will help a lot of listeners and viewers um, to understand better why we need uh, Paredes, because he's a name uh, floating about for many weeks now. And, well, he hasn't got maybe the best pedigree to him, um, has played for yeah, Roma, has played for Zenit St. Petersburg, has, hasn't obviously reached his peak at 24 years of age. He can't really demand it of a player, but maybe he will reach exactly that. And um, talking about the one thing, how his passing works, I think that can be a vital asset to us because what I've seen so far this season, when we um, lacked pace in passing, like we, we're, we're moving the ball, the ball way uh, too slowly and that obviously makes it easy for deep sitting opposition and we've had it against Newcastle on on certain occasions as well as we have it as we tend to have it like every week um, in the last couple of games and um, that obviously can help us but uh, coming to you Max as you've joined us uh, now a little bit later than we've started uh, Leandro Paredes excited yeah I am but I don't think it's gonna go through now sorry about that I'm just trying to there you are uh, I don't think it's going to go through now because then it's just put a post up that they're doing their medical. Um, so he's currently in Russia doing his medical for uh, Zenit. So it doesn't, it looks a bit strange to me now because if it was getting done, the deal, I think he'd be in London trying to get the deal done. But mm. we'll see. It looks like it's just took a step okay. back now. But let, let, let me understand the uh, situation. Why would he do a medical at Zenit when he's a player of Zenit? No, they're doing it for every player. If you have a look, they've okay, got okay, right. twenty minutes ago. Yeah, so, so they're doing it for like. Uh, so yeah, start yeah. of the season or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, like, well, yeah. I think it's like half season thing. I think they're still going on. But yeah, it's just a bit mm. weird why he would still be doing a medical for them. But. Mm. Yeah. But I, I do want to really want him. I, he's an exciting player. 
Um, like Jimmy said, you know, he, he's done a great piece on him and he's, you know, he's key, highlighted all these key as- attributes. So, you know, he'll be great for us. Yeah, hopefully he joins us. Um, one player who seemed to be joining us but doesn't do so um, anymore is Barella. Uh, even though um, it, there was talks that Cagliari al- already signed Nandes as a replacement for him. Uh, why did that turn cold or, or what, what is the latest on that one, um, Jimmy? Do you know anything? I'll be honest, I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that he's, I think I read Lawrence uh, tweet that um, he's getting some kids or something like that. I think it was you, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, that was me, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, mate. Well, the, you know, Twitter feed, it's a, it's a jungle in there. No, uh, I think he's got a second kid on the way and um, that's why he wants to stay or something like that. I'm not sure if it's about his chances because he does have that connection to Zola. But honestly, maybe Lawrence can say uh, more on that matter. I'm not sure about that. I mean, the only thing that I heard is obviously it was always reported that both Napoli and ourselves and, you know, at some point even Inter was mentioned um, as, you know, being interested in him. You know, when there is talk about another child, maybe he just prefers to stay in Italy and then would rather go to Napoli. Um, I always thought I always thought that we needed a backup to Kante because I don't think we have one at this stage. We have like three players for the left-center mid-roll, but we basically have only Kante for the right one if, you know, it is mm. right for Europa League games and cup games. Yeah, of course, Barkley, Loftus-Cheek, Kovacic, whoever, they can all play there. But, you know, say if Kante was suspended or injured, we needed someone like Kante to play, then we don't really have that at the moment. And then obviously now that Fabregas has left, we need, you know, a, a backup register. So I did kind of think it would be good, you know, would we sign two midfielders, you know, one for each of those two positions. You know, I always thought it was a little bit strange. I also, I mean, as much as they might be good players, <laughs> in my head is it starting to annoy me that we keep trying to sign players from the Serie A. Um, we just sign players from somewhere else now. <laughs> like, I mean, Zappacosta <laughs> wasn't that great. <laughs> Alonso is, well, I mean, it was all right for a while, I guess, but... Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So, why exactly it has gone cold, I don't really know. I think it's just the fact of Chelsea sorting out priorities. So, if basically there is time remaining at the end of the window, we might look back at some someone like Barella. But I think right now it's more of a priority to sort out the striker situation mm. and someone like Paredes. Yeah, Barella seems like the to to be the go, the Golovin of of this um, transfer window. Like I'm. That, that 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 can turn out to be yeah just a no story at the end of the day. But talking about one player who is also very yeah who who likes his kids and likes to put out uh, um like Instagram stories and and something like that about his kids and his wife is uh, Alvaro Morata. But not it seems likely that is that that is not going to be the case in a Chelsea shirt anymore as he uh, is somewhere off to Spain. Like that there, there is stories about uh, Sevilla. Well that. Obviously, it did turn out not to be the case because they signed Munir El Haddadi. Uh, but now it seems really to be. So, yeah, sorry, that's, that's actually. One million. Yeah. yeah. Well, in a permanent deal. Oh, that's yeah, I'm not sure. Is, is it a loan or is it permanent? It's a permanent for one million. I don't know how they've done it, but literally one million. Bloody hell. I completely missed that. Yesterday, I think. Barcelona yeah. just getting Ben Yedda now, like in the summer, sorry. No, I think they, they they bought a centre back, but I don't know what his name is. On um... well, he was from Valencia, surely, right? Murillo. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. I thought yeah. maybe some sort yeah, of deal with Sevilla yeah. that makes sense for him for them to get mm. Murillo, uh, Munir that cheap, because otherwise that doesn't make mm. sense. 
Yeah, I, but anyhow, just sorry. the deal. The deal happened, and that's why um, Alvaro Morata is not going to go there. Um, but Atletico Madrid seems to be likely. Um, that can ex- actually be some some interesting move as Alvaro Morata played half of his life for Real Madrid, but now joining the arch rivals. Um, what is is it likely though? Uh, for that reason, um, what do we know at this moment in time, Max? Well, I heard they were after Lorente or Morata, so I guess they're just looking for that a so quality. Yeah. That is so sad. <laughs> I know, so I don't really get it. I don't know if it's just one of those random news you hear because I doubt they'd go for Barcelona or Fernando Lorente because they've both not proven themselves in the Premier League. Well, Lorente's done all right, but you know, he's like third strike off at Juventus, so no, uh, Tottenham. Um, so I just I don't know what happened. They're, they're, we're looking obviously to sell Morel, but Barcelona won't want to pay a lot, so we're just I. I, I don't know what's going to happen, really. So I don't know if you've heard anything different. Mm, not really, but I, I've never, I've never heard that we're actually looking for a permanent deal, but rather a loan. Isn't, isn't that the case, Lawrence? I, I think so as well. I think it's, uh, you know, similar, like a case similar to, you know, what happens quite a lot in January. You kind of loan someone out until the end of the season, and then they sign him. Similar to what we have with Torres, and similar to what, well, Juventus are trying to make us do with Higuain, basically. Um, but, you know, there's obviously, like, the, the Sevilla sporting director basically admitted that Morata was just too expensive. That's why they decided against him, obviously, wage-wise. Um, you know, Atletico is a little bit of an odd one. I mean, they've got Costa, they've got Griezmann, they've got um, that Croatian guy. They've got, Kalinic. Uh, Kalinic, that's the one. Yeah. And they've got someone else, don't they, that can play striker. Can, I mean, Carrera is Correa, mostly yeah. the wing, I guess. But, mm. he, you know, used to be kind of a centre-forward, second-striker kind of thing. Mm. So why on earth they'd need a striker, even with them playing kind of a 4-4-2? I don't mm. really get um, unless, you know, Costa is going China now, I don't know. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's talks about, you know, Bayern Munich being after him, apparently mm. Dortmund. He's definitely not going to Germany, let's be honest. Uh, he just wouldn't want to go to Germany. He's either going to Italy or to, to Spain. Um, that's just simple fact. I don't know. Maybe we can still sort something out and send Morata to, like, AC Milan or something. Um, there's not any rumours. That's just me speculating. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense helping them out with, you know, us getting Higuain possibly. Mm. So, yeah. Can but I ask I... you guys, what would you prefer, like a full sale or a loan? Oh, well, I take it away. I, 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 I go for a loan at this moment in time because there's not um, a really big amount of money on the table if we're going to sell him now. It's about, about 20 million, I reckon. So that's uh, for the fortune he's cost us and for the little... Uh, that he delivered to us, then sell him for short sell him for that kind of money would just be stupid. And I think not our boards for everything they, they do wrong. They always look on the financial side and they can't be as stupid uh, to, to sell him for that kind of money. Oh, you jinxed oh. it now. You jinxed it now. They're going to sell him for 20 mil, aren't <laughs> But also like, especially with the fact that we are clearly interested in loaning Higuain out, I don't think we're going to sell Murata until we have actually mm. signed a permanent replacement. Um, so whether that's just a loan from Morata, then we don't want Higuain anymore. And then, I don't know, we try to get Icardi or whoever. It doesn't really matter now. But when that doesn't come off, we're going to kind of have to get Morata back and then kind of, you know, just see what we can sell him for, depending on the situation. But I don't know. I just feel a bit bad for Morata. He's just, you know, he's not a bad footballer. It's just his, his head is just not right. <laughs> he's, he's not bad. He's just like, he's just not doing it. Mm. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. I can't lie. Yeah, true story. Jimmy, come on. He, he, Talk to he, me. He has, he has shown it, and I agree with him. 
Think mm. of that Bayern Munich goal. Think think of all the great goals he has scored. That goal against Stoke, although he did outrun Darren Fletcher, that isn't necessarily <laughs> something you know big. But nevertheless, he. He, he has shown some great quality. I mean, as I said, that Bayern Munich goal will always uh, be in my mind. And he was great for us. I mean, that's so sad that from those first few months where he was just scoring the whole time, given with his head mostly, but still. And now it's all gone to shit. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I did hear that Atletico would want uh, an option to buy, which makes sense. And I think because uh, Lawrence mentioned why would they want him as they have a lot of strikers, that's true. But Diego Costa hasn't been scoring at all. He's got like one goal in 17 games. Um, and uh, Kalinic is leaving. That's pretty much certain. So then that would leave them with, well, I'm not going to count Costa. Yeah, they, so they'd have Griezmann in, and uh, Costa, who is not performing. And they have two up front. So it would make sense that they want another striker if Kalinic leaves, uh, which is looking very, very likely. Didn't um, they only sign Kalinic in the summer? Yeah, yes, they did. Weird one anyway. because It never made sense. Man and, then, and he has disciplinary, disciplinary issues. And I think, was it Marseille or something that's inquired about him? I'm not sure. But there, is, there are some teams interested and he hasn't been good for Atletico. And I think Morata could go there despite being a Real Madrid uh, lad. Mm. Because if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong here, he was actually an Atletico youth player, you know, really early at one stage. Mm. So, like, as a teenager, very, very young teenager, start of his teen years, I heard. I'm not sure I haven't looked that up. But that would, of course, then explain why he's open to doing it and, you know, burning bridges with Real Madrid. But, uh, yeah, I... In short, now to, to summarize, I think a loan would be good because of the transfer ban. Mm. Yeah. And about, it, come on. I was about to say about uh, Marseille. It was just, uh, he won't go to Marseille because I think Ballad, the Balotelli deal is just like. But he's been shit this season as well. He hasn't scored in 18 games or something like that. He ain't been good, no. Which mm. is ridiculous because the last two years he's been on fire for uh, Nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just, just to interject, strikers. Sorry. Just to interject, you were right. Uh, Morata, according to Wikipedia, at least spent um, his time at Atletico Madrid from 2005 to 2007. They did. Well, that yeah. would explain mm. that that link and or him being open to joining there. Mm. But, yeah, I, I would also say it would make sense for them as Morata. I I can see him as a kind of, um, yeah, a, 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 a tech Torres. Um, Past past the age of thirty, he's he's kind of that player, like the, the the player Torres was for them two years ago. Morata can be now uh, coming from the bench, maybe. But um, well, we paid back. seventy million for him. Great. Yeah, sad sad enough. But what, what I don't see, or what what, what <laughs> I don't get, <laughs> what I don't get is um, why uh, don't we use him as a make weight for the Higuain deal? Like it looks perfectly set up, or is just uh, AC Milan not keen on him? Because we want to get Higuain, at least it looks like that, and it seems more more likely. Um, Max nods his head. Why? No, I, I just the swap between Morata and Higuain just seems a bit silly. Morata is about five years younger, and I know he's not performing as well. But I think we can just get more money. It'll be more profitable if we sell him instead of oh, yeah. putting him in a swap mm-hmm. deal. 
So I just I also, don't think that's sorry. a bad move for business. I've gone count. Also, we're not trying to really swap with AC Milan because they just have him on loan from Juventus, really. So if we're going to sort anything out for Morata, we're kind of trying to do it with Juventus anyway because at least whenever Gattuso has spoken pre- and post-games, he's always mentioned, well, the player kind of leave, wants to leave. So it really all depends on the player, Juventus, and obviously Chelsea as well. So that, I don't think they have much of a hand left in this anymore, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I mean, but like Max said with Morata, obviously... <laughs> And like you know, you spoke about earlier with the possible transfer ban. If we do get Higuain, I still don't. I still don't understand why we're not getting rid of Giroud because he's also thirty-one. Um, why do we need two thirty-one-year-olds? Just get rid of one of them. Yeah. Now, that's why he's gone on loan to Monaco for six months. Yeah. Uh, Tammy Abraham's on loan. Like it's just it's a bit our striker situation has been like stupid. I don't get it at all. Mm. It's been a mismanagement, that's true. I, I, I really have to say, the board should have done better. It's, just, mm. it's, a, it's a complete shit show at the moment. Can I, can I just bring this up, just because I'm interested in what you, mm-hmm. you guys think about this. What do you make of Tammy Abraham deciding to stay at Villa rather than going to Wolves for the remainder of the season? Because to me, that is ridiculous. Like, if he ever had, you know, ambitions to make it at Chelsea, I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, we, look, we, we saw Bamford what he did in the championship. And, and, you, and you had a good take on that a few, I think, in the last I, or something like that. I think yeah, did, but did you explain why that be a bad choice for him to go to Wolves, if I'm not mistaken? Sorry? Say that again. He can't play for Wolves this year because he's already played for two clubs. I thought that he would have to be next year. But yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, but apart from that... Swansea. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Okay. Apart from that, that's true, Max. Uh, that it, I think they need a special uh, permission from UEFA but, or FIFA. Yeah. But, uh, Andy, what I was saying is that I think in the last podcast or last week, at least one of them, uh, you actually had a good explanation why he shouldn't join Wolves. Yeah, yeah of course I had. But um, like Wolves, of course, I, I think first of all, Wolves wouldn't take him on a loan. They would want um, at least some some kind of clause that would um, tie him onto Wolves for, for a long time. Because, um, yeah, I think that, that the likelihood is, is, is not there because of one reason that the Wolves, um, they don't really have a striker on a permanent basis. And uh, Raul Jimenez guy, who's playing for them up front, who is, well, delivering the goods at the moment, I think eight, seven or eight goals this season, which is not that bad, is actually just on loan from Benfica. And if they want to make the, the deal per- permanent, they have to put in a, an offer of 40 million, I think. 40 million is the clause. So that's just not, he's just not worth that kind of money. So they're looking for a striker in summer and Tammy Abraham could exactly be that. But they wouldn't want him for, for another loan signing. They, they, yeah, but it wasn't sense. them that rejected Tammy Abraham. It was Tammy Abraham that rejected Wolves. Uh, yeah. At least yeah, according maybe, to maybe for the if that's wrong yeah. fair enough but I thought it was a low move and he rejected that and if well if you know if that is the case what I thought was happening I don't get it because like you know mm. you just I guess you know settling in at, uh, at Villa and stuff like that and you know having to settle in again in the Wolf, in the Wolves team that already have a striker that's doing somewhat well um, mm. I mean and I don't know Max obviously mentioned Swansea but isn't that a season thing more than a year thing because obviously he played for Swansea in 2018 not 2019 so I don't know what it was, but I saw something that he played for two clubs in a year, so he would have to like he couldn't play this for another club this year or something. It was a bit. Once it was this uh, the 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 Chelsea reserves. 
if I'm not mistaken. Oh, was it? He played oh, for the reserves and he played for um, what's oh. Or, uh, Aston Villa and that's two teams but wasn't there talk about that FIFA or UEFA have already granted permission for that it was just like like that's as close as I've that's heard I do not know. that it was that, mm. that I don't know uh, but you know maybe they didn't grant it and that's why he's there or he just decided hey I don't want to give up my starting spot for he's he's good as Andy said in the last podcast mm. or two mm. podcasts ago whatever mm. he, he will definitely not be first choice so why would he give that up just to have, you know, maybe a few substitute appearances. Because mm. the League Cup's over. Um, the Christmas schedule is done. He's going to have only one game a week now uh, for Wolves, you know, apart, uh, you know, disregarding maybe they have a, a big run in the FA Cup. But that's not enough games for him to play. So I think they mm. only play with one strike as well. It wouldn't make sense. Uh, uh, maybe that's what he's realised himself. I guess so. To me, it's just like if if he ever wants to make a Chelsea, he has to back himself to you know get ahead of Jimenez within a few weeks and actually play ahead of him. If he actually backs himself to be good enough for Chelsea one day, because mm. um, you know if he wants to be good enough for Chelsea, he has to be better than Raúl Jiménez. Let's be honest. Um, it's, it's but it is hard just going straight into a team and get getting into the team sheet after a guy's been mm. there for like six months who knows everybody. You know he's always automatically going to get the first pick and definitely if he's scoring at the moment they won't take him out. So it mostly was just the best decision to stay at Aston Villa. <laughs> No. Mm. I, just, I just thought if in the first place going to the championship was stupid uh, but yeah and, yeah. well he, he did go to Swansea and did do really poorly in the Prem no. so maybe it wasn't you know cause he's I, thought, I thought you'd get a step up now maybe, <laughs> because obviously you know you kind of hope for a bit more of a mid-table team that's why you know mm. if you would get games at Wolves that would be ideal because Swansea's obviously so low down that doesn't really prepare him to play for Chelsea anyway it's completely different like, mm. doesn't prepare you at all because like you play against teams that attack rather than you being the one that attacks. But but Lawrence, I, I would I would even say um, it, it's better for him to play um, to to play Championship football at a good level. I, I think he's he's level with Billy Sharp on the top of the the top scoring like seven seventeen goals or something. So um, even if if he doesn't play up to the standards or against player players of the standards he should play against at this moment in time, it is better to readapt every half a season and then maybe get a half decent loan spell out of him at, at Wolves. So I'm I'm in favour of him staying at Villa. I'm, if I'm honest, I, I know yeah. what you mean. I'm just I'm just worried about thinking back to Patrick Bamford really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about Batshuayi? Are you guys happy about him going loan to Monaco? Well, I said I, I said I've I've. I would have been happy to have him around for half a season now that we have our striker woes, but yeah, I I reckon he gets some some game time there, so that would not would of of course benefit him. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Jimmy? You mean Bash Y? Mm. Yeah, no, I think it wouldn't have made sense. Uh, I, okay, let me rephrase that. I would have wanted to, him to come back to Chelsea because I think he could have done done bits uh, mm. here. You know, he's a great impact sub. He has shown that he can score. But, you know, he's had his best time in France. And if he wants to, you know, regain some form after a dreadful spell at Valencia, although that wasn't his, you know, only his fault, then why not? You know, he's got uh, Fabregas there now. He's a Chelsea boy, uh, in my opinion. So maybe that he'll build him up, give him some good assists. He'll come back confident. Because let's not forget, Sarri's more or less showed a clear indication that he doesn't, uh, both in the summer, by not really using him and straight away learning him out, although he just returned from international duty uh, from the World mm -hmm. Cup. And um, 
also in January, and the same for Tammy Abraham. So if he they, he doesn't want them, then there's no point really yeah. um, us fans wanting him to have him because mm. you know we have to trust in Sari in that regard. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it is, we have to give him a loan that makes him good, and then we sell him, right? Like we should have sold, should have sold him in the summer after his great spell at Dortmund, because we probably would have gotten double for him then than we would get now. If we don't mm. trust him, then yeah, yeah, then then we should do that. And Monaco, I think, could do he could do good there. I know they're struggling, yeah. but they need a striker. Falcao isn't performing, and mm. he'll Nobody get service. Yeah. And France isn't the most competitive league, so who knows? Bloody Golovin is playing striker there these days. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. God. Last night. <laughs> but but they, still, they still have uh, decent youngsters and Ronnie Lopez and Jovetic and Falcao on their books. So and and easily... Goebbels. Don't forget Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, uh, I think it could, could exactly be the same thing as, as, as in Valencia that he sits on the bench again and it all goes to shit. But yeah. Anyway, I, I think I want to wrap the, this one up on on uh, the regards of um, Higuain if he finally comes to us. Ch- uh, Jimmy said it's a piece of mismanagement and I agree with him because once you start to, to loan all your players out and, and all the other clubs will recognize that and you will get marked off in the transfer uh, market, that's for sure. So maybe all, all, all the, the, the time that is now running running about and... and uh, we have not finished the deal is down to uh, maybe Juventus is, is getting the last piece of, of money out of us because they, they, they are so they, they, they know we need him terribly. And there's basically no other striker about that is likely to join us. So is it a case of that or is it just why hasn't Higuain joined us yet, Max? I think he said he wanted to join us because he wanted to come back with Sarri. It was just we want to loan him and they're looking for 30 million transfer. I think that's the main uh, issue I've been seeing, seeing anyway. Um, so I think he does want to come here, but it's the fact that Juventus only want to sell him, so and we don't want to buy him. No, mm. like Juventus want like a permanent transfer in the summer, like mm. the like basically just take over the the loan that was agreed with AC Milan, loan him until the end of the season, then sign him for thirty two million, and they want to make us do the same thing. Well, we just want him on a loan just in case it doesn't go right, basically. I think that's the hold up at the moment, and we're trying to convince them of, you know, just loaning him to us, possibly even for eighteen months. I've heard, um, you know, if the six months is not fine for them, basically because they don't want him back. That's the main thing. They just don't want him going back on their books because he wasn't big wages with them. And um, yeah, I think that's the main hold up. Whether we will sort that out, we'll just have to wait and see. But there comes a point when you just, you know, you have to make the plunge into the water. You bottled it before. You have to sort it out somehow, even if it like, you know, makes your wallet a bit. You know, emptier than it than you want it to be. Mm. After the bullshit they pulled off with Juan Cuadrado, they could at least do us that favor that they, you know, loan him to us after we loaned him there for like three years or something like that, which is yeah. absolutely bloody ridiculous. Uh, yeah. They're using right now as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about Cuadrado, but you know, Juventus are a miserable bunch because with the Alexandro transfer mm. them being assholes in regard to Bog, but I really don't like Juventus, I gotta say. It's just, they're not as bad as Napoli, but it's not nice uh negotiating with them, is it? Mm. I yeah, mean, all... Garnier was hard, wasn't it? Uh, you know, oh yeah, that was another one, yeah. True. Thank yeah. God we didn't sign him. <laughs> well I don't hate him, but like 
He should be anywhere near our team. Sorry, but well, he's a good player. But you're right. I mean, we're we're doing perfectly well without him. And Ampadu's going to be twice the player he'll ever be. So, oh, right. I don't know about that. Too Ooh. early to tell. Are you not on the Ampadu hype train, Max? No, he's all right, but I ain't going to say he's going to be twice the player. Oh well, yeah, you're right. Thrice, thrice the player. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all it's a bit a of a mess. But I mean, even time. Christensen isn't getting games, so why why should we play? Have and play Rugani? There's no point. Yeah, but but uh, sorry, did say in his was it the post match conference yesterday or on Saturday that now uh, Ampadu, Hudson Odoi, and Christensen will be getting more game time. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they will. You never know. I mean, he should have rotated more, and if he does do that now, then fine. You know, then mm. they'll you know get... who I would sign. I'd sign Godin, try to get him on a year contract. I think it's good. Yeah, he's off, still got it. And also, I think there was that report that David Luiz isn't mm. going to sign a new contract. That makes yeah. it even more important that Christensen will stay. And maybe that is the reason why Christensen will now think, oh, okay, if he's going in the summer, I might as well stay. You know, mm. it makes sense. Yeah. But let, let me let me speak about the Godin one that uh, Max raised there. Hasn't Godin already reached an agreement with agreement with some um, Italian club? Inter. Inter? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't think it's exactly done. I think Inter's a favourite for him, but I don't think it's done. Yeah. Okay. But does Higuain suit Sardi ball, though? Isn't he, like, the exact opposite? Isn't he, like, alright, he's one of the best defenders in the world, but can he actually play football? <laughs> Basically. Obviously, I'm sounding harsh here, but you know what I mean. No, you're right. Yeah, it's a valid question. Mm. I haven't watched him enough to say that. Because, well, and even if you did, Atletico Madrid don't play football like that. So even if you did watch him, mm. you would know. So, yeah, I but he's he... one of the best defenders in the world. So yeah, it's just, of course, yeah, of course. I'm going to use him for that, not not the passing aspect yeah. or something like that. But and like... he's sorry, go. Yeah, he's he's basically the exact opposite of what David Luiz is. I think he's an organizer, and David Luiz is is a madhead. So, I, I would actually take him over Luiz at this moment in time. Just, oh, there's no chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I know you don't. I know we massively disagree on David Luiz, but we have to get, get the guy to sign a new deal. Like, it's ridiculous. How can we let him go? He's so good constantly. We've only conceded like three goals in like, what, how long? Second best defense in the league. You know, second least goals conceded. He's not a very good defender, though. He's a good passer. He's good on the ball. You know, well, but why but are we second best defense the end of the in the league if he starts every game? Yeah, and don't forget, if you actually swap Alonso with an actual left back, not left, you know, him being a left wing back, then that would also have a positive effect on David Luiz. And while I actually two, if we didn't have ago, Conte and all that. No Kante, I mean, so if we didn't have Kante and you know, yeah, but we do. Aspeta, Georgina, yeah, I know, but they make him look better than he is. They they like stop goals and stuff. But still, I still, really makes more mistakes than Luiz. I think Does he? It's balanced. Yeah, yes. I don't think it does. You know, what, whatever one thinks of David Luiz, one thing that has been absolutely vital for us breaking down teams while we've only been passing, you know, sideways, is that he can eye that pass. And we show mm. that. We should not rely on that, though. We should not rely on a centre-back for the passes. We've got no, we no, we shouldn't. That's why I want Leandro Paredes to come in, because he will speed things up. And that's lacking at the moment. But at the moment, we need Luiz for that. And his defensive frailties have gone back. If you compare him to two months ago, I would have agreed with you, Andy, but he has picked up after that one spat on Twitter or Instagram where someone was taking a piss and then he said, you know what, fuck off, more or less. 
Mm. And since then, he's been good. You know, defensive. I know he was at fault for the Tottenham mm. goal partially, but, you know, otherwise he's been good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I, I guess, but um, talking about maybe a, a future game ended off, um, I, I was like, when, when we remind of ourselves how we played against Arsenal and how dreadful that defensive performance was in, I think, the second game of the season. And David Luiz, um, speaking about organizing a defense, was absolutely all over the place. Defense was all over the place, and we played them again. And Arsenal had, well, a difficult spell in the last couple of weeks. Um, but um, is it a game we have to win, or is it a game we are likely to win? What, what would you reckon, um, Lawrence? I, I think we've done a good chance of winning that, um, because what we struggle with the most is breaking teams down. And um, I just don't see Emery doing that. Even Spurs did it against us, but I don't see Emery doing that. Like, even Spurs, just like, all right, that's what they struggle with. We have quick strikers, so let's just hit long balls. The fact that we make Spurs do that, who are apparently title challengers, you know, says enough in the first place about how bad Sarri is. Um, but, you know, I don't think Emery and Arsenal will do that. I think they will stick, you know, mid- what is the word, majorly, to what they usually do, trying to pass out, even though they stop their pressing, similar to us. Arsenal and and ourselves, I, similar situations in a lot of things, I think. They're just like a level be- below. But, you know, they started off pretty well. They did some pressing, then they just stopped. We don't press anymore. I don't know why. We did press for a good while, mm. um, but we barely do now. Um, so I think we should beat them. I think we can beat them. But obviously, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we actually have to take our chances, basically. Mm. Max is right. I'd, I'd actually say it's a must win as well, because it it's is. a fixed pointer. You know, it'd be extremely important for our top four hopes. If we win against them uh, at the Emirates, then I actually think we will make top four. Um, Mm. Manchester United is going to have an awakening at some point where, you know, that run of that good run is going to stop. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we basically take them out of the top four, like the realistic top four hundred if we beat them. Yeah, that would be nine points then. And that I don't think in the the shape they're in, uh, they couldn't uh, recover from that. Yeah, but we don't yeah. underestimate the strikers. I know they were shit against West Ham, but mm-hmm. they kill you. That's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they can decide the game on their own. Um, something, some quality we don't have up front. Yeah. But I reckon um, we are more likely to win. Even though I think the last two games we've had at the Emirates or the last three, we haven't clinched a win in the, in these ones. So um, something uh, Sari has to deliver to us because Conte couldn't. Uh, Mourinho could. That's that's one positive thing. Um, He's he, the pundit yeah. on being sports. Maybe that's a good over. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's maybe maybe some luck for us. But I think we can end it on that note. Um, it was a brilliant podcast. It was nice speaking to all of you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can find these guys in the description below. The links will be there. It is CFC Max. It is Lawrence Vescoli. It is Jimmy Funnel, my co-host. And it is myself, Andy Martin. Thanks for listening. Tune in the next time. We will be on the YouTube, on the Spotify, on the iTunes when it is the next episode of the Attacking 3 Transfer Collab with Yannick on Chelsea, which will be aired on Friday. Um, Until then, bye-bye and keep the blue flag flying high.